Eagles Entertainment. On Friday, January 14th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey Nick, we were talking to Miles and he said that after he got hurt, he told you and some of his teammates to get to the playoffs so he could play. Do you remember that interaction and, and what does it say about him that he's ready to go for this weekend? Yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, he uh, he was in my office. He said, just prom- promise me we're going to the playoffs. We're going, right? And, and you know, you know me, I'm just like, yeah, one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time. But I knew he was going to be out for a little bit. So I, I put, you know, I kind of said, OK, promise, I promise you right there. So what it says about him is just how determined he is to get back and to showcase his talent uh, on a national stage here in, in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's who Miles is. Miles is, a, is a, obviously a phenomenal player and a phenomenal talent. Uh, even better teammate, even better person, even better worker, uh, which is why he, which is why he's a, you know, he's got the talent and the the skill that he does. Go ahead, Martin, and then Zach. Hey, Nick. Um, this might seem like an obvious question, but uh, how much does it help? I mean, having Miles back, knowing that you'll have like all four of your your top running backs, you know, against Tampa Bay, especially. You know, they're talking about winds up to like 30, 40 miles an hour to be able to rely on having all your guys, you know, for the running game and stuff. Yeah, really excited to be able to have them them all, you know, all hands on deck. Um, I was just saying to the team after practice, what great contribution we've gotten from so many different people this year. And and, and I really, spe- you know, talked about the running back, uh, the running back group or just you got a contribution. What other what other teams can say they got contributions from four different running backs, and really Jason Huntley played a good game uh, the other day at five different running backs, right? Um, but majority of the year was four different running backs. And so, um, you know, to have all hands on deck, you know, we know we know we can need all hands on deck uh, to go out and do what we want to do this weekend. And, um, and that group's no different in Miles, and we're just excited that Miles is going to be ready to go and ready to play in this football game uh, because we know how important he is to this offense. Zach and then John McMullen. Hey, Nick, quickly, did Josh Sweat return today, and what's his status? And then if I can ask another one, is the underdog theme something you are playing with your uh, messaging with the team? Um, as far as Josh, Josh was uh, Josh is, is questionable. Um, he, you know, he was back in the building today. Um, you know, he had some abdominal pain uh, early in the week, and, you know, but he's getting he's getting a little bit better each day. We don't have, an, you know, don't know his status for the game yet, but we tell you he's, he's questionable. Um, as far as underdog, no, um, you know, um, that was, you know, the the theme, and, and I know that was the theme in 2017. Uh, every team's a little bit different. Every team's got their own. Uh, things to go go by. We know who we are. We know where we uh, what we what we're about. Um, so we haven't played that that underdog uh, that underdog role. We we're just doing our you know our part to get ready for this football game. John and then Marcus. Hi Nick. Um, kind of uh, we've talked to you a lot, to you a lot uh, through the year through about the year. game planning, play calling, fourth down decisions, things like that. Uh, I'm curious how things change. Obviously you have to get prepared for Todd Bowles in that defense, but when you're playing an explosive offense, when you and Shane and Kevin are, are planning, how does that factor into your thought process when you're sort of mapping things out? Do you, do you know you need to be more aggressive? How do you, how do you handle those types of things? Yeah. Every game is treated differently. Um, as far as how you handle the aggression, 
uh, on, you know, fourth down or, you know, going forward and, you know, all, all those different things, two-point conversions, everything. So every game is treated differently. Every uh, You have conversations about that going into the game, about how aggressive you want to be, how aggressive you don't want to be. But then in the game, right, and so, you know, your chart looks, you know, our chart in, individually looks different each week based off of who you're playing, all right? And, um, you know, and that's a lot of conversations that we have. We got I just got a lot of good people in this building um, to help me sort through those things. You know, Shane being at – Shane and Kevin being – and Jim Bob really being at the top of that list. Um, and – but that – also, you got to feel how the game's going, right? One, a game that you might necessarily think, I'm going to be super aggressive, and maybe you are early on, or opposite, right? I'm not going to be real aggressive – um, you might play that differently as depending on how the game goes, um, because you know based off of how your defense plays, based how how the opposing offense is playing, whatever it is, um, you know. So I and I think I think back to the Washington game that uh, at Washington, you know, the we thought our we we thought in that situation we were gonna we were gonna be a little bit more conservative in that game. Um, going into the game, but the game played itself out differently, and we were more aggressive. Um, you know, based off of what we what we talked about going into the game, we were more aggressive because of the way the game was going. Right, we had two fourth down conversions in the in the red zone, and I'm not saying we would have went for it or didn't go for it, depending how the game would have went. But we knew as that game progressed, we were going to be more aggressive in that football game, and that's precisely what we did. Um, and so you go in with a plan, but there is a feel to this thing. There, there is a feel to it. I mean, again, you play the numbers the way you want to play the numbers, um, and it changes each week, but there's a feel within each individual game. What's the weather like? What's, how's the other, you know, how's the other team handling it? All sorts of things play into that. Um, you know, but you, you lean on the chart, you listen to the chart, um, but it's not the end all be all by any means, by any means. And I'm just grateful that I got Shane and that I have Kevin, um, and Jim Bob and, and the entire offensive staff to be able to help me through those, through those situations. Go ahead, Marcus. And then Mike, um, tangentially, this, this has to do with play calling as well. Um, in the off season, it came to light that Jeffrey had influenced or at least had meetings with Doug Peterson. Um, weekly to talk about how things were going, whether it's play calling or personnel or whatever. Do you still have meetings? Do you have meetings with Jeffrey regularly? And has he influenced you at all this season, whether he wants more run, more pass? What has that relationship been like for you? Yeah, no, I don't I don't have meetings with Mr. Laurie. Um, you know, we talk, obviously, we talk a lot. Uh, we text back and forth to each other, call each other on the phone. We you know he's at when he's at practice and when he's at practice we uh, we talk out at practice and just how things are going. He uh, all I ever have from Mr. Lori is unconditional support. Um, and he you know he he hired me to do a job and he's trusting me to do that job with, and uh, I really appreciate that and his support in it. Um, and so yeah, that's that's the relationship uh, and you know what a great owner you know. Mr. Laurie is a great owner, you know, every, you know, he's just here to support in every single way. And I just think, I just think this is a great, great, great organization from, and it starts at the top with Mr. Laurie and all the different uh, people that he has in this organization that make my job easier. 
you know, from, you know, from Howie and Howie's department, um, from our, our video department, uh, from our scouting department, from our, our PR department. I mean, it just, I just think this is a phenomenally run organization and it starts at the top of Mr. Laurie. And like I said, he's just given me nothing but, but support, um, in everything that I've been doing. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Mike. And then Jeff Mosher. Hey, Nick, in previous years, you probably would have needed like three or four visors for all the injuries uh, that this team faced. Um, and a lot of us probably thought you might have to deal with that this year, but you haven't. You've been relatively healthy. Can you talk about the collaborative effort between the coaching staff, the front office and the medical staff to kind of keep everybody healthy, especially with what you've done since December? Yeah, you know, again, I'll go back to kind of what I, I say in any in any um, phase of this. Like, I'm, I'm here to coach the football team and be in charge of the football team. But then I have experts in different areas to help me do my job, right? You know, Bob, Bob Lang helps me prepare for the media um, and for you guys, right, to help me just to, to be better at this, right? I think you guys would say I've gotten a little bit better at this, right? You guys – kind of on me after the the first uh my first interview I'm I'm teasing uh but I you know I'm getting better here and 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 the same thing there with um you know every other department right and I don't want to leave out departments but that's not the question you asked but that's the same thing here with our the way we practice and the way we go about handling injuries and and getting guys back from injury it's a collective you know again I have to every everything that goes right or go everything that goes wrong always is going to fall on me and I understand that and I and I and and that's my job as the head coach um and so I have to make the and I have to make those tough decisions about how we're going to practice or what we're going to but I'm really leaning on you know our strength and conditioning staff our athletic training staff and our doctors to how how we go about practice and how we go about like when a guy has a minor injury or something um, how we get back, get him back into the flow of things and everything like that, because they're the experts. And again, I go back to the the question I just a- answered about uh, to Marcus of like just what an organization this is like to be like. I just feel there's so many resources here um, for for me to do my job and and for our coaches to do our job because all the resources that we have and and so I can't give I can't give enough. Uh, props and enough credit to the the doctors, you know, and and to the training staff, starting with Tom and 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 his staff, and then Ted and his staff with the strength and conditioning staff. Like, they're they're on it, they're on it, and that right there is why we're in the position we're in with our guys and their injuries. And that, and then you and you look at the guys too, right? The way they go about their business of hand, getting their bodies ready to go each week, right? There's a lot of rehab that goes into getting themselves back back on the field. There's a lot of pre, you know, pre-work to get themselves ready to go out in the field in the first place. And and so, you know, always the main credit goes to the players of how they go about their business and we have we have great professionals on this team that that know how important their bodies are for week in week out. But I, I just can't say enough good things about our our uh, the doctors, the strength and conditioning staff, uh, and the trainers, and how we have putting it all together, and Mr. Laurie of putting it all together, um, you know, to, and that and that's the reason why we're in good shape um, as far as uh, injuries. And I'm glad I don't have to wear all those numbers on my hat. 
All right, we're going to get through these last four. So go ahead, Jeff, Tim, Bo, and then Zach. Hi, Nick. Um, I wanted to go back to, to Miles Sanders with you because I believe it was you who mentioned uh, three weeks back that you went through this with Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. Uh, he missed two games with a broken hand, came back uh, by the third week. So what did you learn from that experience? Uh, So you broke and off and also were they identical surgery? I think I got what you asked. You broke off a little bit. So I'm going to try to answer. And if I didn't answer, I'll ask you if I answered your question. Okay. So, cause you're, you're, uh, something broke off right there. But, um, so they, you know, with Marlon, um, you know, obviously that was a couple years ago. Um, I don't know how similar the injuries were. They both were broken hands and I, I don't know all, I know more, obviously know more about miles, then I did out Marlin, you know, from, you know, I wasn't in the medical meetings as an offensive coordinator, um, you know, in Indianapolis, but um, you know, what'd you learn from that? You learned that uh, you, you learned that you got to even stress ball security even more and, and protecting your, yourself throughout some of the things even more in that. And um, miles has been really good with the ball this year. Um, I believe he has, I believe he has one fumble. Uh, throughout the the season and and you know we just I I know that our coaching staff stresses the ball you know more if not as if you know, a ton and if not more than anybody in the league and I, and that you know we go about stressing the ball the ball the ball the ball and uh you know I know that's Pete Carroll's approach too you know he they talk about that that quite a bit and so I don't want to say more than everybody in the league. I know we we talk about it a heck of a lot though um, and so Miles has done such a good job of getting better at, you know, protecting the football, um, you know, and he's just he's just better with his fundamentals, um, you know, as our years went on. And so got a ton of confidence in, in that. And, you know, but that's what you talk about, you know, protecting the ball, how you're carrying it. But, you know, it, it, when at the end of the day, Miles would not be on the field unless he was ready to go for this game and healthy to go for this game. And so it's just about the fundamentals of what we, you know, what we've preached all year. Um, and then, you know, and then being confident that he's ready to go because, you know, the doctors, the trainers and, the, you know, they're, 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 they're saying he's ready to go and Miles feels ready to go. So um, you don't want to make too much of it. I don't think, you know, it's you just you just go about your business and, um, you know, protect the football like we always talk about um, and, and be and be ready to roll from there. Did I answer? I, I missed the second part of your question. So if I think, can I answer anything else for you? It, it was good. I was just wondering if you could, could regulate the usage a little bit based on what you learned. Oh, but okay. That, All right. So I just went on and on and I didn't even answer. I answered a different question. Um, no limitations, right? Same way we always play our backs. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to roll them. A guy gets hot, they'll stay in, um, you know, just like we always do. So, you know, again, no limitations for Miles. Uh, you know, he's he'll be our guy. Thank you. Go ahead, Tim and then Bo. Hey, Nick, uh, hey, Nick. The last time the Eagles played Tom Brady in the playoffs, it, it went pretty well for them. Um, curious if you uh, if you I think they won the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> curious if you uh, if you're using that at all um, or for an energy source or teaching tape? Are you showing highlights or are you staying away from that this week? And uh, if you could explain your decision for either way you took it you know again every team's different all right and so the same way i'm not uh, i'm not kind of 
diving into the underdog role, same way, you know, I'm not going to, you know, that was, that was a phenomenal football team that a lot of the guys, a lot of the pieces are still in place here from that 2017 uh, team. And we're, but you know, we're, we're the 2021 version of the Eagles. So um, we're sticking to, you know, what got us to this point. And, you know, we have, you know, we have a lot of different things that we talk about, but, you know, you know, but we're kind of sticking to that portion of who we've been for the past 18 uh, weeks as opposed to what's happened in the past. But what I will say is, you know, there's been questions about um, what I will say about that Super Bowl team in 17 is there's been questions about um, our experience. Right. And and so, you know, I've talked to you guys about this before, like. I think I talked to you about it earlier in the week, the experience that we have from those guys that have played in that game. Uh, I know it's not as fresh as the the Bucks experience that they had of winning the Super Bowl last year, but we still have guys from that 2017 uh, you know, Super Bowl team. We have guys that played in the AFC Championship game and, and Steve Nelson, the NFC Championship game uh, with Anthony Harris, uh, BCS Championship game with our Alabama guys and Kayvon. Um, and so, you know, I like our experience as well. I know it's different level, um, but those are big games. I mean, I imagine if, uh, you know, we all watch that Monday night. Uh, we always we all watch Monday night Georgia versus Alabama. That's the biggest stage in, in college football there is. And so uh, we got guys that have played in a big stage, and, you know, we, we lean on that experience from that 2017 football team. Go ahead, Bo and Zach. Hey, Nick, I know that you and uh, JG have blinders on this week, but but given that he does have a head coaching interview coming up, what is your perspective on, on how ready he would be for that opportunity? Yeah, you know, um, I really believe in, in Jonathan Gannon, um, you know, that, uh, the, the type of coach he is and the type of person he is. If, uh, if I didn't, there would be no way he'd, he'd be in this building, right? And so um, I have so much confidence in him and so much faith in him, and I believe in him. Um, and the job that he can do as a football coach, I think he'd be a great, a great football, a great head football coach in, in the NFL. I just think he has all the intangibles, all the qualities that that I think you need to be a good head football coach. Um, Jonathan has those things. So, um, and anything I can do to help him get ready, I, I'll, I will do because you know he deserves an opportunity. Um, obviously, would never want to lose uh, Coach Gannon, but you know. Um, you know, I, I think he's I think he's more than ready uh, to be a head football coach, and he's got all the qualities that 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 you need. And so, um, you know, again, we're all thinking about this game, and when it's time to to interview, when it's time to do all those things, we'll do those and think about that. And I know it's it's hypothetical, but do you have a rule on uh, like poaching guys from your staff? Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, yeah, we. You know what? Um, I haven't talked to him about that, uh, okay. and I haven't. I haven't really even, you know, really thought too much about that. But I love our staff, and I love the guys on this staff, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with the rule right now. He's not allowed to. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Last question here with Zach. Hey Nick, after the Washington game, you told us that rain that uh, Larry Harris told you uh, rain and a wet field is passing weather, um, which which goes against conventional wisdom. A, why is that? And does that also apply to wind as well? Yeah, wind's a little, wind's a little trickier because um, you got to be very alert of where the wind is and which way it's blowing and, and, and all those different things. And that, that factors into how you call the game. That factors into 
the different types of things without getting too much into the part the part of the wind of what we do with the wind and without the wind it factors into it um you know because we think so much about the quarterback obviously uh as far as why rain you know why rain contributes to a good passing game um in the rain now there's some things that play into that right you got to have the right gloves on you got to have the right cleats on this and that. So that was always Coach Karras's first emphasis. Make sure we're wearing the right gloves. Make sure we're wearing the right cleats. And back in my day, we had the we had the Nike gloves. But then when it started to rain, when we were playing at Muskingum, right, or John Carroll, right, we had to take those Nike gloves off. And Coach Karras would say, "Put the Newman gloves on." Like I don't, even, I don't think they make Newmans anymore. Um, but and then his other point was always this. Uh, and, and then this has been, you know, this, this is a game where I first heard it, right? We didn't throw the ball a lot in high school, so I didn't hear it in high school. But, um, you know, he'd always say the offensive line has the advantage against the pass rush on a sloppy field, right? When the when the field's wet because, you know, the, the get-off isn't quite as quick. There's some slippage. There's It's just advantage goes to the offensive line a little bit because it slows the pass rush down. Right. And then his other point was always, um, you know, defensive backs are reacting. Wide receivers are know the route depth. They know if they're breaking inside or breaking outside. They know if they're going vertical. They know what release they're going to use off the line of scrimmage. And so advantage goes back to the offense again on that. And so and his point always there, um, Zach, was. You know, obviously I played wide receiver for him, so I heard more about that than anything. But then I coached for him and I heard the whole, you know, but I remember him in rain games, you know, again, looking at my gloves, boom, make sure you get the right gloves on, cleats. But then really talking about fundamentals in a game that that rained. And he would say, and, you know, he'd talk about, you know, the top of the route. All the things that we always teach and he always taught at the top of a route, but emphasizing it a little bit more. Hey, instead of three stutters I'm getting a little bit I'm getting a little bit nerdy here I get it but you know about, about like my wide receiver going. play yeah. Yeah. instead of three stutters to get out of a break maybe you need four now I took three stutters or four stutters Devonte better be he's a professional he better be able to get out of it in two stutters but like those extra steps to get out of the break um you know maybe a little bit more uh, I don't want to give that away because I think that's given too much but just focusing more on the fundamentals, and again, we have some. I have some other things in my pocket, but uh, that I don't want to talk about for competitive reasons. But, but those were the main ones. Uh, and I appreciate you asking that question. I always like uh, bragging on Coach Karras. He, he was an unbelievable coach. Uh, that I, I can't say enough good things about Coach Karras and everything that I learned from him, and that I'm still using twenty years later. So I'm old too. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the time, Coach. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky. 